This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Is this thing on? <laughs> Turn me up, I think it's on. Okay, there we go, Bob. There we go, Bob. Is, is. is this thing on? It's on. All right. <laughs> this is 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Terrell Farley, the black shirt, and I'm with Bach. Yeah, and the captain's not in today. He is, um, like Brandon said, he's one and done. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> what I say? Start the day, finish. What was <laughs> What was that? Start and finish. Start. Day one, last day. I don't yeah. know what said. First day, last day. Yeah, there, so, it, is, yeah. there it is. Well, the captain's out. Um, what we was talking about, uh, Bob, before we went to um, commercial was like the Big Ten West. Now, my my my, my I, I was thinking, and, and, you know, just over the last couple of days, Oh, in weeks that we lost Garrett, we lost Colton Feast, we lost most of the defensive linemen. So that that pushes me. You know, I I had Nebraska probably you no know, couple of two teams shy of being the top of the West. Now mm. that kind of pushes me back down a little because now 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 it looks like the defense is in shimbles or something. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't call it shimbles, but it's going to be brand new. Yeah, and again, with the last couple of days, Colton Feast and uh, Garrett Nelson uh, deciding to move on from the program. Um, again, it's it, it's to me again Garrett Nelson the bigger loss there. He's one of your two players along with Trey Palmer uh, to get all Big Ten recognition. And Nebraska just hasn't had enough of those guys. Um, but I think their loss particularly hurts because they're Nebraska guys. And and um, you know somebody pointed out in the text line earlier um, if they had came back, it would have been you know because of the COVID year. But that's part of um, that's part of what the COVID year has presented for programs around the nation. Remember Nebraska's, <laughs> it's hard to say this, uh, and, and people may disagree, but Nebraska's best team under Frost, or one of its best teams under Frost, actually had its worst record, 3-9, and nine, uh, two years ago. And, of course, none of these teams were great. But um, th- that team was, great, was, was good or in, in good position because they – uh, we're able to talk a lot of those COVID year guys and coming back. I mean, both your safeties uh, were, were COVID year guys. Uh, Jojo Doman, of course, was a second team All-American as a COVID year guy. Um, so, yeah, it is, you know, it is talking about getting 24, 25 year olds to play again, but that's what you're doing with Casey Thompson. Uh, that's what you're, that's, that's what the opportunity is out there. And the more guys that are able to get full grown adults, basically to play college football, yeah, and- um, the better off you'll be. And I and I and I and I applaud um, Colton Feast for stepping away from football because you know it, it he like he said he he's done five years already. Yeah. I mean I I wouldn't want to play f- six years of college football. I mean why not though? I mean for what? Well, I you're mean, not moving. Four years is great. Right four years is good enough. Yeah. I mean you want to be. I mean T- tired of class work. Yeah, I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be a twenty-five year old. 
playing college football. I came out of college when I was 21. Yeah. Uh, my senior year, I turned 21 my senior year in college. So, you know, and by that time, you know, you're 25, you're still in college. Come on, man. It's, I mean, you should be a doctor by then. I was trying to think for, for your era, because right after your era, I always kind of think of Chris Winkie, who's like 39 well, years old well, playing. Well, he was in the <laughs> was he, what he, he played baseball. He's like 29, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those baseball players yeah. are able to do that. He just looked 39. For your era, was there a standout player that was just like, dude, you're like 30. What are you doing here? <laughs> well, uh, we had Jay Sims. Uh, mm. He was like 26 or something. But you know he 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 was an older one, but he didn't he didn't act like it though. He didn't he didn't act like a, a twenty six year old. Yeah, he 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 was more like us because he played video games with us. But I did have a guy in um. I did have a guy that in junior college. He was like mm -hmm. twenty seven, and and this guy was he didn't know anything about football. <laughs> Only thing he knew was quarterback. Huh. We used to ask him in. in That's in all friend. he knew. Yeah. What? 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 Who you got, Sam? The quarterback. <laughs> and this guy, and, 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 and he was a guy off the street. Uh, fortunately, he was a guy who 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 just had got out of prison and he never played football. And someone convinced this guy to come out for football, and it, it, it was hard at first. I ended up playing with this guy for two years. This guy ended up getting a scholarship. Oh, nice. Uh, it's he, a good story. He, yeah, he, it, it was a good story. He was a nice guy. Uh, like I said, a lot of people don't know people's stories, so you don't, you know. And, I, and I'm not gonna put his story out there, but he was a he was a great teammate for two years. He he was at first I was kind of scared of him because he he, he was just, you know, <laughs> he was he he didn't look like a football player, you know, but he was big, yeah, you know. But you know, and once you got to know him and the soft side of him, but oh, yeah. he still was that hard guy. But you know, it was like we we tried to teach him the game of football, and he ended up getting a scholarship. So I was very happy to have somebody that I met at that point in my life. You know, I can always tell a story like, hey, I met this guy that you know came from jail and got a scholarship. So you know, he redeemed himself. Yeah. So it was just a great story to, to, to you know to tell you right quick. Yeah, and it's just it. I just always find it interesting the, the guys that play as they get older. But you know, again, again to me, I I guess I just kind of thought Colton Feast might be back because he just, um, you know, you work all that time in football, and this is kind of his his pinnacle, I would think, because he's not you know likely go heading off to the NFL or anything. So, um, you would kind of think he put all that work in. Uh, but he did get the black shirt. He started all those games. Maybe he kind of just felt like uh, he had already he had already done it. What, what's he going to do next year? That's going to be a whole lot different. But um, I, you know, I, it, it, along with Garrett Nelson, those are kind of those hometown guys that you kind of think maybe you could convince them. And and again, a part of this and retaining those guys, it, you know, I, I was as excited we get about some of the transfer portal additions or or the recruiting, uh, you know, guys straight out of high school or whatever. Um, I, the biggest part in college football these days seems to be retaining your own players. Uh, and whether it's that extra COVID year or just getting those guys not to, to get into the transfer portal. Um, I think I saw an average, you know, for the power five, you got an average of 10 guys per team in the transfer portal. And it's kind of sad because we, as we know, not all those guys, there's not that many scholarships that are going to go around to them because, you know, as the older you kind of get, you want to jump into the transfer portal, think you're going to have all those offers that you had coming out of high school. Well, now maybe it's kind of understood that you're you're maybe not at that level and they'll, they'll go after somebody with a little bit more potential that's a little bit younger. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that plays out. But um, I think that that's hurt Nebraska a little bit these past couple of years is just retaining guys. I mean, 
I know Travis Vokalek was was solid, but like a, an Austin Allen. If you could have kept Austin Allen last year, uh, yeah. and he was the the Big Ten tight end of the year again, it's one of those situations. He'd been in college for a long time. What more can he can he really achieve there? But for you as a, you can't look at it that way as your as a coach. If you can retain that type of that, that type of talent again, that's like that's an all Big Ten type of guy, similar to now Garrett Nelson. Um, the they just they they have those guys have not been growing on trees recently, uh, you know, in Nebraska. So my thing is that I think the COVID year kind of hurts uh, college football because it, it it pushes the guys out of school late, and, and you know the average you know the average first year NFL player is like twenty one point. You know even you know if you even look up the. The, the minimum age, you know, the, like these kids are leaving after their junior year, and, and most of them have started three years. So, and, you know, the, the kids are coming out of draft 21, 22. And it, and it, and it, and it kind of pushes these guys 25. They, 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 and it hurts them because they, they want to play one more year, and it makes them 26. Mm. So do you think that hurts them, or does it help them by coming back that, that sixth or seventh year? I mean, it's it is a long time. I think there's an Oregon uh, tight end that's going to be coming back for. Or it's going to have nine years of eligibility, uh, which just doesn't make too no. much sense because of all you know, all the injuries that he's kind of gone through. And maybe that plays into it for a lot of these guys. I and mean, we can sit back and uh, you know, me pretty comfy here. I don't take too many <laughs> too many hits. You know, at some point it might just be kind of the toll on your body. Um, you know, it does. You don't have to wait till you play in the NFL um, to to decide to hang up the cleats early because you're worried about you know, you down the line and some of the, you know, the, you know, the injuries that you've accumulated. So it, it just kind of depends, uh, you know, to, to which one of those, you know, which one of those guys uh, can be there. But I mean, obviously you can, I, I just, to me, it makes me wonder like what, uh, and I could ask you, um, I guess to me, I, 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 even when you hear about guys in the NFL, some of them will tell you their best days were their college years because it was it was a, a team, a united. It wasn't, you know, and now that's probably less the case than it was just a few years ago. But you know, they're they're obviously in the pro ranks. It's you know, it's more about kind of your contract and you know what you know who's kind of coming up behind you and all that stuff. And any, and any day can be, you know anybody can take your job, all that. And so, you know, I guess to me, I would kind of think. Playing college football, you know that's that's going to be maybe one of the funnest parts of your life. So why not extend that a year? Oh man, I don't know, but five, six, seven years, Bob. That's like <laughs> man, you, that's like two. That's like two stints in college. Some of these kids <laughs> yeah. are taking. Well, you'd be like that. Casey and get like a you know doctorate or whatever the heck he's getting by the time yeah, he's I mean, out here. Casey's a smart guy though. You yeah. Know, he, He's gonna have something to fall back on when he leaves. Like some of them are just transfer. Seven. That's that eighth year guy. That ninth year guy. He probably got five degrees already. <laughs> so you got, you know, what, how many degrees do you need? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of funny though because uh, these kids, you know, they must love football. I don't know if I, after four years of college, I, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody kind of uh, has their kind of different feel on it. Uh, let's get to the text line, and we'll can kind of continue this conversation as we have a call coming in. But we always want to hit the the text line. Uh, Kent, you know, these, some of these comments from a little bit ago, so we're going to be jumping back and forth here. But Kent says, I hate – I agree, I hate it, but two, maybe three wins next year. My confidence in rule is low, but we have him now. Um, so, uh, again, to me, it's not necessarily confidence in rule overall. I think that he's going to, to build a foundation and put this team – I think he's going to fit in well uh, if we look two or three years out. I just think this first year 
it's what you hired. It's a guy that, that, that kind of scraps everything and gets, gets you know, uh, the foundation set in year one, but doesn't come along with a lot of wins. Maybe that can change at Nebraska, but his history says that it won't. Uh, Cupsker says, my question would be what happens when we move to pods? Um, as uh, Rod and Lincoln also throws in, kindly remind your audience, uh, Nick Saban had to go in, uh, go had a rough go in the NFL as well. Um, and uh, Corey and Lincoln says he only, he only has one year of the Big Ten West, and that's likely. That's not official yet, but that's the, kind of the pod talk. Is once USC and UCLA join, it's going to at least uh, shift the divisions, um, and and it might go to pods where you're playing three or four teams uh, every year, and then you kind of just round robin the rest of them. So it might be a little bit more difficult. And and that was to me all along part of the hire was like, do you find somebody that fits into the Big Ten West? Because you've had trouble with those teams. I mean, you can you can poo poo it all you want. Those teams have out physicaled you for years, and you know just look at Scott Frost's record against the Big Ten West. Do you do that, or do you try to kind of anticipate? You know, it's a big difference to me what what your what your philosophy is, whether you're playing Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin every year, as opposed to UCLA, USC, and um, you know Purdue or something. Well, I think the the best thing to do is to play to play the best teams. I mean, that's the only way you're going to measure your program is is playing the best teams. You're not going to measure them by playing Iowa, who's a who's a six and six team every year, and a, a Wisconsin, who was is a seven and four team. I think the best thing you can do is you know at least get Michigan or Ohio State on your schedule every year to get that to to measure where your team has come because you don't want to get out there and. And your teams get beat bad by them two teams every year. So you measure your competition by, you know, like playing the Ohio States, playing the Michigan States, playing the Michigans, and playing the top teams in the in the West too. So, I mean, but I, your objective is to win, though. So it, it shouldn't be, you know, see how you fare against any other teams. That, you know, there's no reason. Your, your, your reason is to go and try to beat all these teams on any given day. So that's my, my concept of it is you play to win. Yeah. Uh, Eric and Lincoln kind of points out that. How, how about just play some smart football? No delay of game penalties after kickoffs, wasting timeouts the first play after halftime. Just make it look competent and play hard. And, again, I think that that's kind of what they ultimately went with with the Matt Rule hire. Um, and then uh, 6153 says there's no reason to think that Rule won't win six to eight games in his first year. He's in a weak division, and this is the best situation that he's ever started with. That's one way of looking at it, and that's that's an optimistic way of looking at it. But to me, I go with what's on his uh, what's what's in his um, you know kind of on his resume. Um, I understand the weak division thing, but it's you can call again. You can call it weak all you want. Go look at Nebraska's record against it over the last you know <laughs> the yeah. last two coaching staffs because it hasn't been great. Um, so. It, it in as far as the best situation that you've ever started with, obviously, um, it's it's a tough start at at Baylor. But where he was at with Temple, it's not like he took over. You know, like Temple, people just kind of think Temple uh, that's got to be an awful program. Again, he was part of, and I think the second of four guys that used the Temple position um, to get a Power Five job. So you know, it's not the worst football program. I know it's it's not a Power Five job, but that's kind of interesting given the competition he was playing. All right, let's head to Derek on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Derek. How's How's it going? Hey, it's going great, Box at Terrell. Good to hear your voice, your analysis, your opinion on the radio airwaves, live and in person. Um, but here's what I would do, Terrell. You know, you and I are kind of from the same genre. Um, and if we take your time machine back uh, to your playing days, it seems foreign to you probably to languish in college for five, six, seven years. But look at it from this perspective of the contemporaries right now. Look, the NIL deals, I feel, 
is something that can keep a kid another year. You know, even if he's a five-star and he comes in as a, a freshman, sophomore, and then goes to the NFL, there's a lot of things going for these kids today that uh, weren't in place back in your day in your playing time, Terrell. One of them is they can buy an insurance policy with some of that uh, NIL money and kind of hedge their bet against injury, etc. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing I just want your uh, analysis on, both of you, is you know, from now until the end of the spring game is going to be a really crucial time for Coach Rule to do some evaluation, kind of figure out what holes are in the roster. Do you expect to see a, a large push to the transfer portal, which to me would indicate they really want to win six games and go to a bowl? Or do you think it's going to be more measured and, and more kind of built for the future type of a, an approach with respect to recruiting? And uh, great show, guys. Uh, don't really get to listen to you a lot during this time slot, so this has been a real treat for me. Hey, have a great day, a great week, and Happy New Year. All right, thank All you, right, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Oh, man, that was a good question. Um, I think I think right now he's, he's, he's looking for the future. I don't think he's I – don't, I don't think he's out here trying to build off – just for next year, he doesn't need to win right away. Yeah, I, I, I think he know he's in the point. I, I think he know he's in the spot where that this season will be a waste, but not a total waste. I mean, this is this is just a measuring stick right here to see how far or how low or how far up you need to go. Yeah, I, I think that there's you know again there. You know, there's... I'm not gonna say they're gonna lay down. Yeah. And lose every game, but this is going to be, uh, especially on defense. I think this is a, uh, is going to be a learning process for, you know, basically the whole team. Well, I, I think too. It, it, I think it's. I think this is more when you come in at this point. It's more about a foundation, right? I think that your your foundation is not transfer portal players um, that are basically a lot of them kind of rentals. Now you can get, um, you know, a, a younger, a freshman, sophomore out of the transfer portal that. You know that that's the same type of idea. That could be more of a foundation build. Um, but if you just kind of look at the again the transfer portal, Ben Scott uh, kind of seems like a, a guy that's going to come in and, and and start right away. Other than that, I mean, I guess Marco Ortiz, the long snapper, is going to come. So they've addressed some spots there. But and I and I think they'll continue to try to do that and and, and certainly try to win here in year one. But I think it is going to be more about long term setting the foundation. Uh, and you can do that more so with kind of younger players in my mind. What what are your kind of thoughts on would you would you be more interested in sticking around college for a few more years with some NIL opportunities? Uh, money talks, you know. Yeah. Anybody would put you know would put money first, you know. I guess, but the but the thing is with that question you said um, about like do do I, I don't know if we're done with the porter though. That's that's right. my thing. I, I would I would like to know better. I would like to know better after the next signing period. Once February comes, I think I'll have a true identity of this whole defensive situation. How they plan? How they plan out at the end of the, the next signing period will tell a lot about what direction we will be going into for football. Though that's that's one of my key points. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bowl teams left, and maybe some guys making waiting on making their decision until after the bowl game. Uh, so we might see a lot more players in the portal. We'll see what Nebraska does again. Uh, I don't think it's. I, I think a lot of it too is just kind of circumstantial. Do you have a chance? Do you have a connection? Um, because that was the case. 
with the, with again the the transfer out of Arizona State, the Ben Scott kid is he's got a connection to the Riola family, so you certainly take advantage of it uh, if it's there. But um, and, and then you know it just kind of depends on how you look at it. Did they go and get a quarterback out of the portal to start or to fit their system? Because that would certainly say, and, and they they obviously did. I just don't know if he's the starter in Jeff Sims, but they obviously brought him in for competition. That would say. We're getting, you know, we're getting ready to roll now. We just got a three-year starter out of the portal. So just kind of depends on how you read the tea leaves. But let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Talk more on The Captain on 93.7 The Ticket. Ever think 